0: You help your daughter with her mental game in two major ways. You shape the environment and you provide the opportunities for her. And so when we say you shape the environment, that means that what you do as her sports mom, what you say, how you show up, the environment that you create for her matters. And athletes who have parents who really pay attention in this area to what they're saying, what they're doing, how they're responding to their daughter, they have a competitive advantage. And so that's why it's really important that you do your part in helping shape the environment for your daughter so that she is able to go out and compete fearlessly. And she's able to compete in this environment where she is not feeling extra pressure from you, even if that's unintentional pressure. Hey there, we're Christina and Brianne, and one of our greatest passions is enabling female athletes to uncover their greatness, allowing them to break free from their limitations and achieve their biggest dreams. As expert coaches and confidence and mindset educators, we created the Elite Competitor to enable moms and coaches to build lifelong confidence, resilience, and elite performance. Think of this as your weekly dose of inspiration, where you'll feel enabled with proven strategies, real-life stories, and transformative lessons. Welcome to the Elite Competitor Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Competitor Podcast. Today we are talking about something that is super common with a lot of athletes, and I hear it from a lot of moms. It's all about the athlete who plays really well, plays really confidently, and amazing in practice, and then she gets into her competition or a game, and she either shuts down or... Isn't confident all of a sudden or just hesitates, isn't quite playing like the athlete that you know she could be or that she's even demonstrated before in practice. So we're going to dive into this today, talk about the reasons why this might be and how you can help your daughter play and compete and perform in her competition like she does in practice, right? Because if we can see her do it in practice, in our minds, it's like, well, she should be able to do that in a competition, right? But stakes are a little different. So we'll dive into all of that today. So let's first, let's just get into this. Why do athletes, some athletes play better in their competitions than they do in practice? Now here are just the the obvious ones, right? there's not as much stress potentially in practice as there is in a game, right? Games are a little more high stakes. There's now a score attached to it. If they haven't been scoring in practice as much, there's less of maybe a a tolerance for mistakes depending on how the coach is responding. There are people potentially watching. You know, it matters now. Like this is the game. This is the competition. This is where I get scored and judged. So there are just a lot more Pressures that exist in a competition that potentially aren't there in practice, okay? So there's that. There's also some underlying things that could be going along and could be attached to an athlete's thought process that causes them to have some of this pressure and some of this... This tendency to hesitate and pull back a little bit. And so that's where we go a little bit deeper with athletes who have maybe a fear of failure. They don't want to let their team down, their parents down, their coaches down. And they also maybe don't know what to do when they're starting to feel nervous or anxious. They're seeing these feelings that they're experiencing and they're feeling these feelings in their bodies. And they're thinking to themselves, I don't normally feel this in practice. I must be doing something wrong or this isn't okay. How do I stop feeling like this? And then that puts them into this spiral of overthinking or negative thinking or what if thinking like, what if I mess up? What if I lose the whole game for my team? And so that is one level deeper. Another level deeper might be this underlying perfectionism, people-pleasing, some things that we see in athletes a lot that manifest themselves out on the court or the field as like hesitating, passing the ball, playing it safe, because if they do go out and risk and they make a mistake, cue all of these negative thoughts about what is my coach going to think, what do my teammates think about me now, what do my parents think, and you might not have said anything to her about expectations as far as how much she scores or what she does or anything like that but if she has these underlying thoughts about herself or she has some underlying perfectionism that will come out in those moments that matter the most when she's on the stage when she is in that situation where she's failing publicly which is what sports are right like we tell our athletes go out and go ahead and fail in front of everybody and pick yourself up back up and do it again like sports are tough in that in that sense so you know, especially if athletes have these underlying negative thoughts about themselves. Like, I can't let anyone down. If I make a mistake, I'm letting people in my life down that I that I love or that people are going to think of me differently. It's attaching their worth to what they do or don't do out there when they're competing. So those are some of the reasons. Like, there's very surface level. Obviously, like, a game feels different than practice sometimes. You know, practice is where we make mistakes and where we can move on quickly and, We're trying new things, a game is like, okay, We're playing, and that some of that depends on how how their coach is setting up that environment. You know, if practice is very similar to a game, then maybe that transition isn't as tough. But if practice is way different, all of a sudden the coach is different temperament in a practice than a game, then that can impact things too. So that's kind of like the surface level thing, like very simply put, like the game just feels different, and so their body reaction is different. But then as we start to dig a little bit, we can also see some of these like fear of failure, perfectionism, things like that. Okay. So let's get into what you can do to help your daughter in these situations. So as you potentially already know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you help your daughter with her mental game in two major ways. You shape the environment and you provide the opportunities for her. And so when we say you shape the environment, that means that what you do as her sports mom, what you say How you show up, the environment that you create for her matters. And athletes who have parents who really pay attention in this area to what they're saying, what they're doing, how they're responding to their daughter, they have a competitive advantage. And so that's why it's really important that you do your part in helping shape the environment for your daughter so that she is able to go out and compete fearlessly. And she's able to compete in this environment where she is not feeling extra pressure from you, even if that's unintentional pressure. And so let's let's dive into how you can shape the environment. So we talk about how there are in-moment strategies and out-of-moment strategies. And so in-moment strategies are like, okay, she is... Really spiraling out there, or like I can tell from her body language that she is super nervous as she's warming up, like to the point where she's like hesitating. She's not gonna probably play very well. She's so nervous. Like what you do in that moment, I'll I'll just be honest with you. There's actually not a lot you can do. You can't go out onto the court in many situations as she's like warming up or when she's in the middle of the game and go and like talk to her. That's just not what you do. And in fact, you don't want to always have to like, that can't be your strategy. You know, like, let's all stop the game. And I need to go like, have a chit chat with my daughter. No, like in moment strategies, Like she actually has to have those strategies herself and we'll get into that. And so what you do, like when you see that and you're in the stands and you're watching, like all you really can do is just be like a strong, sturdy presence. Like if she somehow catches um, eye contact with you, you gotta make sure that you're not like rolling your eyes at her, like, you know, turning your back. You're just like, hey, you know, you got this. I'm here for you. I'm here. But there's not a lot you can do in the moment when your daughter is struggling out on the court. And hopefully that makes sense. It's like, you know, it's like the the image of the the swimmer who's out there doesn't know how to swim, hits some choppy water and is sinking. And you're like, like all I can do is like throw the life preserver. You know, like there's not the the strategies are best taught out of moment, and that is where all, like most of the the front loading is going to to be most effective, so that she is going out feeling equipped and feeling ready. So the out of moment strategies are really where it's at. And so what we talk to moms about. Moms of athletes who are going through the Elite Competitor Program is what are you doing pregame for your daughter? And moms of athletes who are going through ECP, they have their pregame routine. Like daughters, you have they have their own routine that they do to get them to their hype number, and moms have their routine that they do every single time. So it's a specific thing they do and say to their daughter so that their daughter feels like consistent, ready, and doesn't have to be anything big, but moms go through an entire training where they come up with what their routine is. And it helps you, mom, like you're also a little nervous right before competitions. And let's be honest there, like you're feeling the butterflies too. So it just helps like with your routine as well. And then, you know, what are you doing during the game? Like, are you being the the parent that she wants you to be? Have you asked her what she wants you to do during that competition to make her feel comfortable and feel like she doesn't have to like, worry about you like she can just go out and do her thing and then what are you doing post game same thing moms of the athletes who are going through our programs have a post game routine as well that they do to support their daughter and so that's how you can shape the environment so that she feels ready to go and that you're not adding extra stress and extra pressure especially the pressure that you know we unintentionally put on our daughters the other thing that you do to really shape the environment is be intentional about where you're placing emphasis. And what I mean by emphasis is like, what are you recognizing? Where are you praising? Where are you putting your recognition when you're talking to her? And so a lot of athletes who are nervous when they go out and, you know, we talk all the time. You can look at podcasts where where we talk about pregame anxiety and nerves and there's, there's a place for pregame anxiety and nerves. Like it's actually needed for athletes to play well, but when it crosses that line and it gets too much and athletes aren't performing how they we know that they're capable of that's where it, it crosses that line but typically they they get in that state because they are putting their emphasis and their worth on what they go what they're about to go do and so if they are putting this pressure on themselves like I have to score this many points I have to get this this rating I have to not make a mistake you know that comes from thoughts and beliefs about themselves. And sometimes we can tie it back to what was emphasized. And so if we're constantly emphasizing our daughter's achievements and not the process that it took to get there, then they're going to subconsciously be tying like my worth and what people think about me is tied to what I do out there. It's tied to my performance. And so make sure that, you know, this is an out-of-game strategy, out-of-moment strategy that when your daughter does achieve great things, like it's not like we're just passing over those things like they didn't happen. It's like, it's saying, wow, you should be proud of yourself for how much work you put in there to achieve that goal. Or that looks, I can tell by that smile on your face that this really mattered to you. And it's putting that emphasis back on what's in their control, their work ethic, what they want, and so that it's not always just praising, you know, the straight A's, the game-winning whatever's, you know, because that's where we see, like, this really does turn into you know, especially in high achievers, that's where it turns into this pressure of like, I have to maintain the good grades. I have to be the leading scorer. I it's just all this pressure on pressure on pressure. And we think that we are doing what we're supposed to by just saying, by just saying like, wow, good job. Like you're the best one on the team. You're this and that. And then we are unintentionally creating that pile of pressure that they feel like they constantly have to live up to. So that's another just, just long game one that you can do to really help shape the environment. So that, those are the things that are the first part that's really in your control, right? You shape the environment. So what strategies are you doing out of the moment to help your daughter? Do you have a pregame strategy for yourself? What are you doing during the game? Do you have a postgame strategy to help support her? And then where are you placing your emphasis outside of of her sport, right? Like where where are you placing your recognition, placing your praise? Where are you encouraging in those areas? Because that makes a big difference for how she shows up, like in in practice versus in a game. Now, here's the other piece of this. You shape the environment, which is what we just talked about. And then you have to provide her with the opportunities to have the skills herself to navigate this. You, You can do everything in your power to make sure that you're saying the right things, doing the right things, having a great pregame routine for her. You can do all of that, but when it comes down to it, she's the one that's out there competing. She's the one that is living with her own thoughts. She's the one that has the pressure in her mind that's coming out in her body. And so she has to have skills in her brain that have been practiced ahead of time on how to shift that thinking. And what to do with those feelings of nervousness and that anxiety. She, she has to have those skills. And that is what we teach athletes in our programs is we teach them how to uncover those underlying limiting beliefs about themselves. That belief that I have to perform perfectly or else I'm going to let everyone down. If she hasn't nailed down that thought or realized that she has that thought about herself and then shift, like gone through a process on how she's going to shift it, she'll always have that belief about herself. And athletes will never outperform the belief that they have about themselves. You can believe in them all you want, and you should. And that's how you can shape the environment as well. But if they don't believe in themselves because they have not kind of dug into what beliefs they do have about themselves, they'll never outperform that version. And so she has to have skills where she can create new thoughts for for herself. She has to learn about failure and how to manage it so that she's not afraid of failure. Because when we see athletes go out and they're they're just feeling really hesitant and they're afraid of failing, it's because they don't know what to do after they fail. They don't they don't know how to come back and so they don't even want to go there. They're like, I would rather just pass this ball away. I'd rather just like play really tentatively than go and risk and fail and look like I'm an embarrassment or feel like I let people down. But athletes, and especially the ones that go through our program, athletes that know how to handle failure and move past it, they're not fearing failure. They're not, they're not hesitating. They're able to go risk because they realize like, hey, failure isn't the worst thing that could happen. You know, and she has to also learn how to handle that nervousness herself. You can tell her all you want. Like, hey, it's just a game. You know, like you don't need to be nervous, blah, blah, blah. Usually that actually backfires, right? But until she actually has skills to know what her hype number is, And know how to get to her hype number. And to have strategies to bring her down if she's over her hype number. Like nothing you can do will replace her learning those things herself. So yes, you need to do your part to shape the environment and tell her the right things and make sure that you're doing what she needs you to do. But she also needs to do her part to learn these mental skills so that she can show up her best out on the court and that she can really allow her hard work to pay off from practice. And so that's why that's where you provide the opportunities for her. Provide the opportunities for her to learn these skills. And so that's why we have we have the Elite Competitor Program so that athletes can get these skills themselves so that they're learning them. They feel empowered. And then also, I mean, what's beautiful about the program that we have is that you get your, your support as well. You learn exactly what you're supposed to do and say to help her the best. And, and it's because it, it's a process for both of you. Like, let's be honest here. It's not just about your daughter, it's about you too and what you can do to, to show up and support her the best. And so that's why it's a it's you know it's a beautiful partnership here. Your daughter needs to learn the skills herself, and then you also need to know how to best support and shape the environment for her so that she can thrive. So that is how we can really help our athletes who are, you know, just on fire during practice and falling apart in a game. So to kind of recap. We talked about the reasons why this happens. And just on a surface level, it's just pretty obvious that like a practice feels different than a competition, right? There's like more nerves, there's more at stake. And so, you know, it just feels different. But then if we peel back the layers a little bit, right, then we can see that, well, some athletes who play well in practice and don't play well in the game, are struggling with beliefs about themselves that they have to be perfect. They can't make mistakes. They're going to let people down. And maybe some perfectionism under there, some people pleasing. They don't know what to do with those nervous nervous feelings and that anxiousness. So the way that you can help her is you shape the environment. Make sure that you have some strategies out of the moment. Make sure you have a pregame strategy that you use and that is consistent in what you say to her so that she feels like you know, good. And she can go out and do her thing. What are you doing during the game? All right. To help support her. What does she want from you? And what is your post game routine? What are you saying to her post game to help support her? And so that she is feeling like her worth isn't tied to her achievement. The other part of that is make sure you're very aware of where you're placing your emphasis and your praise, make sure it's on process and what's in your control. And then the next piece of this is provide her with the opportunities. You know, she is the one that is out there living with her own thoughts. She is the one out there feeling that nervousness and that anxiousness in her body. And you can't do the breath work for her. (laughs) You can't do the visualization for her. You can't shift that thought that she's thinking in her head for her. I wish we could, right? Like I wish we could do all that as moms, but you can't. Like she has to have the skills to do that herself. And that is where programs like the Elite Competitor Program come in so that she can learn those skills. So I'll tell you right now, at the time of this recording, the League Competitor Program is on a wait list. So christinabrand.com, ECP to check out the program on, you know, this is how your daughter can learn those skills and then how also you can learn to support her as the best sports mom. So go ahead and go to christinabrand.com forward slash ECP. Put your name on the wait list so that you're in the loop on when we're opening that program next. It will be soon. And no matter when you're listening to this, we're working on some top secret projects to make sure that you have access To this program, and your daughter has access whenever you need it, right? And just know I'll say this one more time athletes who have moms who are doing this work themselves and who are really intentional about being the best support and the best sports moms they can be have a competitive advantage. And so give that to your daughter, not only in the form of the skills herself, but also in what you can do to make sure that you're being intentional in this area as well. All right, moms, I hope that this was. Helpful, remember your daughter's mental game is her biggest competitive advantage.